Now on Drama on News Talk, a modern reimagining of Samuel Beckett's classic play, Waiting for Godot, as an unrelenting satire on the worldwide budget airline industry. From Owen Byrne, this is Waiting for Pharaoh. Could passengers who are faking a disability to skip the queues at Terminal 1 security check-in please only take one wheelchair per group? Once you pass through security, there is no smoking and no dogs allowed. And absolutely no smoking dogs. Wir möchten alle Passagiere, die gerade von Saudi-Arabien SA101 Nothing to be done. I'm beginning to come around that opinion. Oh, this travel arc wreaks havoc with my feet. Look, the air pressure's made them all swollen. I must have jet lag. Jet lag, is it? And we haven't even left the ground yet. And I've broken a nail. Did I see a nail clippers in your bag? They took it at security. Lethal weapon and all that. Yeah, like this is a hijack. I've got a nail clippers in my bag and if you don't hand over the plane, I'll, I'll, I'll cut the nails off all the cabin crew. We would like to advise passengers traveling to Hamburg on economy class minus that the airplane ran out of toilet paper last Tuesday. <sighs> There's no one here, Didi. Are we in the wrong place? No, this looks right. Oh, look at the sign over the gate. It says, waiting for Farrell. I think we've been here before. Are you sure we weren't here yesterday? Mm, I don't think so. Should we go? We can't. We're waiting for Pharaoh. Here, take your flight ticket before I lose it. You know, I would have preferred if you'd paid extra to have us sitting together. Why waste money? So, what seat did you get? Um, 6B. And you? 18E. That's the worst seat on the plane, you know. Middle of the plane. Middle of the row. Can't board easily from the front. Can't get to it from the back either. No luggage room above you, no leg room in front of you. And when the plane lands, you're last off. Engines roaring the entire flight. And probably with an incontinent geriatric in the window seat, disturbing you to empty their peanut-sized bladder every eight minutes. Or getting coughed on by somebody with the virus. Would the passenger who took a bottle of water and paid with a shopping trolley token please return to the security area? We should have booked priority and got to choose a window seat. If money was no object. Or we could have booked business class and really gone in style. With a free cup of orange juice. With two cubes of ice and a swizzle stick. And a little curtain behind our heads to shield us from the plebs and morons behind us. Away from the great unwashed. Oh, bliss. They may be unwashed, Gogo, but they pay 300 quid less to sit on exactly the same flight as the fools with the little curtains behind their heads. Hey, look. 
They left all their demo safety equipment behind the boarding desk. Do you ever wonder why they show you how to put a seatbelt on in a safety demonstration? I mean, who in the world doesn't know how to use a seatbelt? Someone who hasn't been in a car since the 1960s. And how useless is this little life jacket and its tiny whistle? You're not wrong there. I mean, who's going to hear that in the middle of the ocean surrounded by burning fuel and screaming passengers? Mind you, it was a lifesaver on the Titanic. On the Titanic in the Hollywood movie, maybe. What if it's for repelling sharks? That's funny. How so? Well, sharks don't have ears, do they? Hey, check this out! They left their announcement microphone live. Thank you for choosing the clouds to borrow today. And if your incoming flight ever arrives, we look forward to welcoming you aboard. I'm sorry, madame. Your luggage is too heavy to take on the plane. Yes, you'll have to remove some items and squash them into your backpack and your coat pockets and then get on the same plane carrying the same weight of baggage. There may be 50 ways to leave your lover, but there are far fewer ways to leave a plane. So, please take note of the emergency exits which are here, 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 and here. <laughs> please stop your handbags and coats under your seats as the cabin crew have already hogged all of the locker space before you let you embark. In the event of a sudden loss of cabin pressure, Oxygen masks can be purchased for 3 euros with a surcharge of 8 euros for card payments. And by the way, we don't accept cash, only cards. Once you have made your purchase, stop screaming, grab the mask and pull it over your face. If you have a small child traveling with you, secure your mask before assisting with theirs. If you're traveling with two small children, please decide now which one you love more. To save fuel, we have removed the excess weight of life jackets from this flight. In the frankly unlikely event of us landing in the sea and you still being alive, your seat cushions can be used for a flotation and please take them with our compliments. Also, to save fuel, we have removed most of the fuel for this flight, so fingers crossed there are no strong headwinds or delays at your landing destination. As you exit the plane in Faro, please remember to stand up before the fasten seatbelt sign has been switched off while complaining loudly that you'll never travel with us again, even though you are already secretly lining up your next low fares adventures with us. Also, make sure to block everyone else's exit by only remembering at the last minute that all of your belongings are in the overhead locker 16 seats behind you. Anything left on the plane will of course be made available for you to purchase back on eBay. We hope you enjoyed giving us your business as much as we enjoyed taking you for a ride. Now, please fasten the belt secure and low on your hips, Britney Spears style. And turn off all laptops, iPhones, iPads, iFridges, Blackberries, Blueberries, Strawberries, and George Foreman Grills. Enjoy your flight! And the sign still says, waiting for Pharaoh. Nothing to be done, so. Well, if that's what it says, then there's nothing for us to do except wait. What's that? Back! Further! Stop! That's 17 minutes and 45 seconds to walk through this existential wasteland of an airport from Terminal 1 security to here. Let me make a note of that now. 17 minutes and 45 seconds. We'll have to do better than that, Quincy!
Ah. Hello, girlins. I present myself, Bozo. And this fellow with all the luggage here is Little Quincy. Are you a slave, Mr. Quincy? We're all slaves. Slaves to corporate greed, endless economic growth, and our shareholders. Unless you're the main shareholder, in which case you're just being greedy for the sake of it. I'm not expected to say much, just to stand quietly while he talks. Anyway, no one listens to the luggage. So, have you any news from Pharaoh? I'm afraid you have to sort out the minutiae with someone a little further down the food chain. I am Bozo. Does the name mean nothing to you? Why don't you put down your bags, Mr. Quincy? Uh, uh, because, uh, uh... Because! Ow! Training him Ow! to carry them everywhere. Why? So I don't have to. Why would you have to carry someone else's bags? Once upon a time, I had to carry everyone's bags. Everyone's bags? Really? Yes, really. Through the airport, onto the plane, back off the plane, through their destination airport, put them onto a carousel, and then give them back to every passenger at their destination. God, that must have been backbreaking. It certainly was. And it nearly broke the back of my airline, too. But then, along came the greatest pioneer in the second coming of aviation to change everything. Who was that, then? Why, me, of course. Modest, too, I see. And uh, why did everything have to change? Why did it have to change? Because there were not enough rich little piggies willing to pay a fortune to fly on half-empty planes with seats the size of armchairs, five-star Michelin meals, enough champagne on ice to sink the Titanic, which I believe you mentioned earlier, and smoking aloud everywhere, including the cockpit and the gold-plated bathrooms. It was a time when passengers dressed up to fly, as if they were going to a night out at the opera. Glossy magazines, remember them? Magazines were full of photographs of the jet set, toing and froing between Shannon and Hollywood, when passengers were catered for by hostesses that were a cross between courtesans and coronary care nurses, and they spoke three languages, English, Irish, and Continental, which basically lumped all those foreign lingos together. You got free drinks on the way up, a free-for-all in the air, and a free sick bag on the way down. Airline owners naively thought this was what customers wanted and that the customer was always right. But you know something? The customer is not always right. In fact, the customer is never right. The customer is a clueless commodity to be shipped from A to B with as little comfort as possible for the highest price they are willing to pay without squealing too much. And I don't need to look at market research to know that. Today... We are living in an open market. The world is one magnificent market. The cattle market. And our planes are the cattle wagons that take the animals to market. If you can't get to your destination and back for under a hundred quid, it's not worth going there. And if you want to fly on the cheap, you'll do it my way, following my rules. And that includes carrying your own second bags on and off your flight. Isn't that right, little Quincy? 
<laughs> yes, master. Without me, everything from drunken sex with a stranger on a beach in Ibiza to hallucinogenic muffins in a cafe in Amsterdam would be elitist delicacies. There would be no more lads' booze-ups abroad under the pretext of watching fourth-rate soccer matches in third-world countries against second-division teams. Scottish people would never have got to see the sunshine, and Spanish people would never have seen a sparring in its native habitat, much less eaten a deep-fried Mars bar. The right to live in Bohola and work in Brighton would be denied. And there would be no armies of people with red eyes marching into cities all over Europe on Monday mornings. There would be no ETAs or final approaches. No contrails to look up at as they crisscross the skies and fairly wreck the climate. Without my innovations in lawfare travel, these things would barely exist. And in the future, there will be even more innovations. New routes, more aircraft, more passengers, less delays. Planes that turn around faster than buses. No baggage handlers, because the customers will bring all their own baggage to the gate and then load it in the hold, just like they did on the bus on the way to the airport. Our flight attendants will have more items to sell than Del Boy after a visit from Paddy the Greek. And the last passengers off each flight will have to clean the plane for the next lot. We'll have more people than ever crammed onto each flight. And we'll make room for them by having planes without toilets. Just a hole in the floor, French style, ooh la la. Planes with all the seats removed, standing room only, with passengers herded as tightly together as bullocks off to market. So tight that they can hardly breathe. And then, then we'll charge them for oxygen. <laughs> Isn't that right, ah, little ah, princey? Ah, 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 ah. Why do you let him treat you like this, Mr. Quincy? Well, you don't bite the hand that gills the lily, that feeds the goose, that lays the golden egg. Oh, Christ. The master of the treble entendre strikes again. What does it mean? I think he means that he puts up with the pain for the cheap fares. Hey, Quincy. Yeah. Now that we're here, let's check your bags for size. Pop it in there, please. And now the other one. See? Doesn't fit. Now, if you weren't with me, you'd be getting charged 80 quid extra for that. These little baggage-sizing devices are gold mines. They make me more money than a row of grannies pumping their dollars into slot machines in Las Vegas. But, but they don't make you money friends, though. <laughs> so, what brings you two girls here? Us? Um, we're just waiting for Faro. Well... Everyone's waiting for something. Seeing as we're all here, can I make your plight more entertaining? I could have it sing or dance for you. Do you sing, Mr. Quincy? Well, well I, I've been known to give it a go. Uh, uh, just let me grab me bandolin. Go on, then. What will you sing about? Perhaps he will sing us an ode to the wonders of air travel. Uh, uh, perhaps I will sing a song about air travel's real terrorists. Who might that be? Nobody in present company, I take it? Or maybe he will sing about the stupidity of airline passengers. Why not sing about all the above? Have you heard of budget airlines? Keep their prices low. 
they fly to disused airfields where no one wants to go. But first they change the airport name to get you in the air, and then fly you off to nowhere in the back of God knows where. So when you're booking flights online and zoom into the map, the big red dots with city names are just a load of crap. You'll pay the fare twice over for the buses, trains, or cars. You're so off the beaten track, you might as well have flown to Mars. It's unregulated flying and a misdirection below. Flying you to nowhere, leaving you to solve the riddle. You only realize too late you've made a great mistake. Asking locals, where's the city? And the laughter makes them shake. London stands, it's not in London, it's in Essex, hours away. Barcelona's not Girona, you'll be 80 miles astray. Torp is not in Oslo, it's a three-day camel ride. And calling Bouvet Paris is a trade description lie. Munich's not in Memmingen, and Frankfurt's not in Ham. Skaska's not in Stockholm, and avoid both if you can. Weeze is not in Dusseldorf, and Southend's on the sea, which is not the UK capital, I think we all agree. It's unregulated lying, and a misdirection below. Flying you to nowhere, leaving you to solve the riddle alone. You only realize too late, you made a great mistake, asking locals, where's the city? And the laughter makes them shake. If you're landing in a city, you should see a cityscape. If you don't, then you could find that you are in for quite a trace. The cabin crew will smile and say, it's really not too far. As they tip the wink to dodgy hire, will fleece you for a car. With Paris far to Disney, the line's got quite stark. It's 90 miles from Paris and the same from Disney Park. It won't be long before they're flogging Iceland for short hops. Just make sure they mean the country, not the frozen grocery shops. It's unregulated. Flying and a misdirection below, flying you to nowhere, leaving you to solve the riddle. You only realize too late you made a great mistake. Asking locals, where's the city? And the laughter makes them shake. Asking locals, where's the city? And the laughter makes them shake. Fabulous! Yes, indeed! Bravo! Fabulous? Bravo! I don't think so. That song had more words per line than a Protestant hymn! Well, anyway, that's all the excitement we have for you. And now, we must bid you adieu and time our walk back to the terminal! Ow, 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 and a one, two, three, and go! Adieu, Bozo! Adieu, Mr. Quincy! You're going the wrong way, you know! I need a running start. Well, that passed the time. So, what we do now? Let's go. No, we can't. Why not? We're waiting for Pharaoh. Uh, Miss Gormglicase? Miss Gormglicase? It, um, it's pronounced Gormley. Ah, Miss Gormley? Yes. Are you cabin crew? Yes. Ah, finally. Are we boarding now? No. So, where's the Pharaoh fly? There was a gate change. A gate change? What's a gate change? 
flight was moved to another gate in a different terminal. Well, can we still catch it? No, it's gone now. Gone? Why didn't someone come and tell us? The flight had been oversold. Oversold? What does that mean? It means they sold more seats than there are on the plane. Why would they do that? I don't know, miss, to make more money, I suppose. We do it for all flights, everyone knows that. Well, I didn't. If there was a change of gate, why didn't you announce the new gate so we could go to it? I don't know, miss, but I think someone said that we needed to lose a few passengers in the airport. So to do that, we usually change the gate at short notice and keep the announcements to a minimum. But we've been at this gate for hours. We were first in the queue. Yes, I know. I think they worked that out. I'm sorry. Can we get a refund? Don't think so, madam. You missed your flight. Would the owner of a large stoned Canadian gentleman called Kevin please collect him from the security office as he's wrecking my bus? Did you buy travel insurance? Yes. Well, we tried not to, but we couldn't complete our purchase without buying it. Well, if you read the small print, it doesn't cover you for missing a gate change. Well, what's the point of travel insurance then? Hmm, good question. But don't worry, the Faroe flight will come again tomorrow. Before I go, would you like to buy a scratch card? Scratch card? Why would I want to buy a scratch card? Oh, you could win a million or a car or both. Um, Not really. I have to sell a quota every day to get paid. You, you don't get paid if you don't sell a certain number of scratch cards. Yes. Well, that doesn't seem very fair. Okay, then. Oh, thank you. Here you go. And what about you, miss? I've still this many more that I have to sell today. An unspecified amount of what you spend goes to an unspecified list of charities. Ugh. Um, yeah, okay, then. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I've got no change. I could sell you these three bags of vodka shots and a packet of hangover cure to make up the difference. I don't have a hangover. You might have if you drink vodka that comes in plastic bags. Well, I don't really drink alcohol. No, but I do. Okay, so here you go. Vodka bags and a hangover cure. Thanks. So, the next flight's tomorrow? Yes. Will you be back then? No, but my colleague will be. How will we recognise them? Uh, in fairness, you wouldn't miss the uniform. Oh, yeah. Of course. Thanks. All right, then. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye now. Bye. Thanks for coming today. It's extraordinary the tricks the mind plays. I swear I saw that boy here yesterday. Well, shall we go? Yeah, let's go. Did you win anything? Nope. You? No. You're listening to Waiting for Pharaoh on Drama on News Talk. Ah, there you are, Gogo. Did I hear you singing? Yep. What were you singing? I've forgotten. Things have changed here since yesterday. Are we in the same place at all? We haven't been here before. Have we? Yes. Come on, let's go. We can't. We're waiting. 
Look at the sign above us. It says, waiting for Pharaoh. <sighs> Nothing to be done. Except wait. Nothing happens. Nobody comes. Nobody goes. It's awful. We would like to ask all passengers waiting for this afternoon's flight to Edinburgh to please refrain from plugging in their old laptop charges to reheat sausage rolls. Air travel. It's all very absurd when you think about it. Do you mean the insane urge to get blasted into the sky at 500 miles per hour in a 250-tonne pressurised metal tube? No, I was thinking more about, you know, some of the odd stuff that goes on in airports while people are waiting for time to pass. Time would have passed in any case. True, but where else would it be perfectly normal to allow a stranger to x-ray your belongings? Rummage through your underwear. Pat you down like a criminal. And then throw your 100-euro bottle of perfume into the bin. The airport. Where else do normally sane people get pissed at four o'clock in the morning? And eat enough breakfast fat and cholesterol to clog the port tunnel. The airport. Where else do zombies walk around with crying babies on their shoulders? Looking for a Wi-Fi hotspot. The airport. Where else in the world could you make so much money? By exploiting people's misery. Nowhere. Nowhere. (laughs) The The airport. Hey, look! The air hostess has left their jackets behind the desk. Here, try this one off for size. Oh, do you know, Dee Dee, when I was a kid, I dreamed of being an air hostess. It looked like a glamorous job back then. Not anymore. They're just trolley dollies nowadays. Jesus, you'd want to be dolly-sized to fit into these little jackets. Yeah, it's a bit tight, all right. <clears throat> they obviously don't eat their own airplane food. Probably can't afford it. Parents walking to the gate with slow toddlers are reminded to grab them firmly by the arm and drag them at the speed you are walking. <laughs> Look at you and that get-up, Sky Girl. Look at you, hostie. Cot tot. Yell yell. Cot put queen. Coat roach. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the thrill, spills, and glamour of being an air steward. Your flight is just open for boarding two minutes ago, but this is now the final call to board, so please panic and start running from the terminal, only to discover that when you get to the gate, 300 passengers are sitting around because the incoming flight is delayed, so we're not really boarding at all. If you're thinking about lying back, relaxing, and enjoying your flight, wake up and buy something now or we'll bombard you with loud messages and crop dust you as we pass by with our trolleys full of tact until we meet our sales quotas for the flight. As we now turn up our cabin lights and intercom volume to full for the remainder of this flight, we invite you to purchase low fare survival kit of earplugs and blinkers for just $9.99. Get your earplugs and blinkers now! Get your hangover cures, scratch cards, cash for gold and Roy bands. Last of the scratch card now, three for the fivers. Anyone for the payday loans or sick pack for life? Get your sick bags for life here. 15 quid new and only 7.50 second hand. And if you're returning home to a family after a weekend with the lads, here's your last chance to make up for any unfortunate indiscretions with lovely overpriced Tiffany's necklace with a big key hanging for the missus. It's very popular remorse collection and comes in at 245.95 euros. Doors to manual and cross-check. I always wondered what that meant. 
No idea. Nothing to be done. Nothing. Except wait. Like the sign says, wait for Pharaoh. Did you hear something, Gogo? No. Did you? Twelve minutes and fourteen seconds. I've cracked it, Quincy. Just let me write that down now. Forty-five seconds. Do you have any news from Pharaoh? No. But I have news. What news have you? The utter transformation of airports and air travel and a new trend in fashion wear. I present to you... Airport pants! Airport pants? What on earth? I presume you're talking about the large appendage stuck to Mr. Quincy's private... Yes, exactly. The airport pants, as you quite rightly note, which are covering Quincy's privates, are going to be an absolute game-changer in aviation. There will be no more baggage halls, and no more baggage carousels, which means baggage handlers can go home and throw their own feckin' belongings down the stairs for kicks. Because from now on, everyone who flies with us brings their own bag to the plane, not by carrying it, but by wearing it, just like Quincy here. Do you mind if we have a closer look at your airport pants, Mr. Quincy? Oh, by all means. Yeah, yeah, too. They're a stroke of genius, even if I say so myself. They'll be available exclusively on our website, for a fee, and will be compulsory on all our flights from next January. A stroke of genius? Hardly. They look just like a pair of pants with a 10 kilo suitcase sewn into the crotch. They look just like a pair of pants with a 10 kilo suitcase sewn into the crotch. To the uninitiated, perhaps! But there's a bit more to them than that. And anyway, just imagine the cost saving. Cost saving for who? Why, for me, of course. There'll be no more luggage trolleys clogging up airports. No more badly driven wheelie bags taking the shins off fellow passengers. And none of this nonsense of 15 minute delays to flight turnarounds because of stupid passengers trying to squeeze bags that don't fit into overhead lockers which are already full. With airplane pants, you just walk onto the plane, sit down, and fly. The train arriving on platform 5 is the 1430 from Tullum. Oh my god, I'm in the wrong place. Sorry. There will be no more pull-out trays on the back of airplane seats because you just put your meal here on your lap. Show them, Quincy. And there'll be no need for life jackets on flights anymore because airplane pants are inflatable. <laughs> Look at all the zips and pockets. There's adequate room for your clothes, travel necessities, and duty-free. I'm telling you, these pants are the greatest advance in aviation since man first flew. They'll change air travel forever. Uh, they look like they're more fun to watch than to wear. What do you think of them, Mr. Quincy? Well, you, you have to push the boat out to see if it'll sail, and it's only then that you'll know if you're flogging a dead horse. Or not. I beg your pardon? I think he means that he's not sure. Nonsense! Germans will crawl bollock naked over broken glass to get a pair of these. And once the Germans adopt anything, the rest of Europe will follow like lemmings. 
Well, well, one thing's for certain anyway. Mr. Bozo's finally invented a pair of pants that can accommodate balls the size of his. We have discussed not talking about my testicles in public. Look what you've done. You've knocked the poor man and his airplane pants over. We'd better help them. Here, grab onto us, Mr. Quincy. We'll get you up. Flaps down. Chocks up. Full thrust. Ah! Ah! Now we're all unbalanced. <sighs> okay. Back up on the pins. That's better. Now, up you get, Mr. Quincy. Are you okay? Oh, oh, thank you very much, ladies. Yes, yes, I'm fine now. Uh, just a little unbalanced, as you say, mm. with my landing gear getting caught in ten kilos of luggage. Scandal to treat a human being like that. You're a disgrace, Mr. Bozo. Whatever do you mean? To strip the poor unfortunate of all his dignity. I am not in the airline business to confer dignity on the undignified. Yeah, clearly. No. I am in the airline business to make a profit. You have no idea of the pressure of quarterly revenue targets, seats to sell, Quincy to whip, profits to achieve, Quincy to whip, shareholders to satisfy. So you're saying that doing good business and treating passengers with dignity are mutually exclusive? (laughs) Precisely. Well, at least he's honest. Every big business on the planet knows that the more you treat your customers with absolute disdain and cheapen their experience, so long as you provide a headline price cheaper than the competition, there will be a feeding frenzy to buy what you're selling. That, my friend, is the hypocrisy of commerce. The hypocrisy of commerce? Exactly that. And we, in the aviation business, are masters of the concept. In fact, I would say that we use every psychological trick in the book to cheapen the experience and annoy the passenger. And the more we do it, the more they come running back to us. Isn't that right? (laughs) (laughs) It's true, you know. The psychological tricks start literally as soon as you click onto a budget airline website to try and book a flight. First you have the pressure of timing out your booking, knowing that they're using cookies to track you. So when you click back in again, the fare will have gone up. And then you have to try to avoid buying all the extras they're trying to flag you before you time out. Uh, would you like travel insurance? Of course you wouldn't. But you can't find the words, don't insure me hidden in the drop-down menu of countries between Denmark and Finland. You'll have to buy it or time out and lose your booking. Uh, uh, would you like to check in any sports equipment or oversized baggage? Well, of course not. They'll charge you a fortune for that too. But if you're going skiing or on a golf holiday, what choice do you have, huh? How would you like to reserve a seat now and and sit all together with your fellow travellers? Oh, yes, I would, but I'm not prepared to pay an extra 50 quid for the privilege when the flight didn't cost much more. 
So whether the flight leaves with 300 passengers or 30 passengers, just to unnecessarily irritate you, they'll put you 20 rows away from each other, squished beside other passengers in the middle seats. And would you like to pay by card? Not if there's a surcharge, which there is, but how else are you going to pay when you're booking online? Then to complete your booking, you have to say, no thanks more times than you would at a movie casting in Harvey Weinstein's hotel room. Uh, would you like a text confirmation? No thanks. Would you like parking at the airport? No thanks. Would you like to rent a car? No thanks. Would you like us to mind your dog while you're away? No thanks. Would you like us to cancel the milk delivery? No thanks. And finally, when you click to confirm all of your details and you're ready to pay, are you absolutely positively certain you don't want travel insurance? No thanks. It's cheap, it's mean and obnoxious. I'm telling you, Mr. Bozo, you have opened your own can of worms and one of these days, you are going to have to lie in it. Magnificent. Bravo. Bula boss. What wonderful, wonderful observations. And there was I thinking that you were just too stupid to even notice. Never underestimate the customer. Is it never underestimate or never overestimate? I always seem to mix that one up. Clearly. And speaking of treating people with disdain, you haven't seen my other new invention yet, have you? More inventions. Where? Why here? You see... When I invented airport pads, I discovered that they did have one significant downside. More of a knock-on effect, I guess you might call it. What was that? Well, with the advent of airport pads, there is no longer any use for these beauties. Our much-loathed baggage sizers. The scourge of the low fares air traveller. A simple little contraption that can put manners on the rudest of customers in a matter of seconds, and one that can increase the profitability of a flight by up to 25%, and in cases of emergency, can be used as an excuse to kick a few passengers off a flight if we've oversold it. There she is, our beloved baggage sizer. Mother-in-laws traveling with young families are reminded to stop telling their son-in-laws how to raise their kids, as they already have to live with the results of your parenting every day. Unfortunately, airport pants are going to do away with this baby. But I've come up with a new invention to replace the soon-to-be-defunct baggage-sizer. I present to you the people sizer. My, my, you've been busy. A people sizer. Now, how does that work? Well, if we can no longer torment people with the threat of surcharging them for their baggage, from now on, we will use this rudimentary piece of technology to check the size of our passengers instead. And if they're too fat to fly, we'll. Tell them as much! <laughs> if they can't fit into this people sizer device... You'll charge them an excess weight fee just like you did with their baggage? No! 
It's even better than that. If they can't fit into it, they'll need to buy a second seat. A second seat? Yes! One for each butt cheek. But, but what if they're at a gate of a busy fly? How are their two butt cheeks guaranteed to get a seat together? A very fine question indeed. And the answer is... They aren't! <laughs> in fact, they'll need a bit of luck to get two seats in the same row. How would that work then? Like, what if their seats are across the aisle from each other? Or even worse, what if they end up with two seats 24 rows apart? Yes, yes, that could be an issue. But not for us. Because if their butts don't end up in the right seats, we'll just throw them off the flight and sell the seats again to someone else's arse. (laughs) I need to go. God, you are such a burden. But if you insist, let's go. No, 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 Mr. Bozo, I need to go. Um, I think he means that he needs to go. It seems that you've put 20 zips in the airplane pants, but forgot the most important one. The fly. Exactly. God, would you look at the state of you, Quincy? It's like you've got St. Vitus dance. Well... I guess we'd better get back to the terminal and find little Quincy his little party. And now, it's time that we bid you ladies adieu. So, what do we do now? Wait for Farrell, I guess. Millennials travelling from gate 11 to Corfu are reminded to take and share your departure gate TikTok now as this flight is about to board. Uh, Miss Deirdre? Ah, the cabin crew lad from earlier. You don't recognise me? No. So it wasn't you last time? No. You have a message about the Faro flight? There will be no flight. But we've been at this gate for hours. Days even. Yeah, we were the first in the queue. The only ones in the queue. Yeah, I know. I think they worked that out. I'm sorry. Can we get a refund? A refund? I don't think we give refunds. But we have travel insurance. Yeah, surely we can get a voucher for somewhere to stay tonight. Travel insurance isn't valid for passengers who miss their flights because of a change of airport. You should have read the small print, but don't worry, your flight will come again tomorrow. Can we speak to someone in charge? You already spoke to the person in charge. He was in the airport earlier. What does he look like? He has a whip in his hand, a screw loose in his head. Well, I think we know who that is, but he's gone now. I can speak to him for you. What am I to tell him? Tell him that you saw us and tell him that we are still waiting for Pharaoh. I will tell him. Oh, before I go, would you like to buy a meal for your flight? You said there isn't any flight. Yes, but I have to sell a minimum quota of meals every day to get paid. A meal? Yes, a hot one at that. Well, okay then. What meals do you have? Let me check on my menu screen. Yes, today's specials are the turkey chunk and gunk bap or the chicken abomination panini. Is, is that the only choice? Yes. Okay, I'll have the turkey... No, wait, I'll have the chicken abomination. Would you like to make it a meal deal and spend more? Okay, then. Thanks. 
When do I get it? When you're on the flight. I guess that's why they call it an in-flight meal. Yes. And what about you, miss? Would you like a meal? If I sell another, I'll be able to pay my employer to launder my uniform. Okay, then. Um, I might just have a salad, so. Just to advise you that salads are only available on selected flights. Do you know if Faro is a selected flight? No, it isn't. Oh, also, uh, I've got no change. Hey, would you like to offset the environmental impact of your flight with a voluntary carbon offset donation? Shouldn't that be something that you look after, not me? Well, what about a scratch card, then? No, not really. I never win those things. Oh, don't worry. No one ever wins. But it does keep me in a job. Okay, then. <laughs> Will you look at that? I won! Ah, uh, well done, Didi. What did you win? A trip to Faro? No, even better. A cash prize. 20 quid. <laughs> Here, look. Oh, yeah, she's a winner, all right. Uh, well, can't you have her winnings? Can't give you the cash now. But if you send it in to us by registered post, you should get paid. Eventually, probably. Eventually? Probably. Probably. But you have a 20 in your pocket. I just gave it to you. I'm sorry. You'll have to send it on to us. How long will it take to get paid? It can take up to a year for us to process winning scratch card payments. What? Or or I could give you a bundle of scratch cards instead. Well, okay. Excellent. Here you go, so. Thanks. I think... Well, I must go now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Yeah, bye. Bye. Nice to have Bye. Sleep on with friends. Bye. Bye. Well, shall we go now? Yes, but not far. Why? We have to come back to wait for Pharaoh. Okay. Will we go then? Yeah. Let's go. Waiting for Pharaoh was written by Owen Byrne, directed by Jennifer Griffin and produced by Sarah Eva Manson, with location, sound recording and foley by Roger Gregg, edited by Sound Entertaining and produced by Purple.ie. Waiting for Pharaoh was recorded in the Ireland Institute Theatre in the Pierce Centre in Dublin and was performed by Gemma Kane, Sive McLaughlin, Morgan C. Jones, Joe Taylor and Dermot Carmody and was supported by a grant from the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland as part of the Sound and Vision Scheme.